Hey guys, welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. Our guest today is Lauren Spencer-Smith. She's a singer-songwriter from Vancouver, Canada. She's a huge hit song with Fingers Crossed, and she was on American Idol. But we got her at a very interesting and important part of her career. She's about to release her debut album on July 14th. It's called Mirror. And on that same day, she's going to start a headlining tour across North America and Europe. So it was really fun to talk to her at this point in her career, talk about what it was like to, to keep going after American Idol and what she's done with all the success. So here it is, our interview with Lauren Spencer-Smith. What's the day in the life of, yeah, what, tell us about a day in your life. Oh, like, God. Day. I feel like recently um, my ongoing saying has been like, wow, my day has turned into something that I didn't think it would have, which normally means like I woke up at 8 a.m. We've been doing a lot of like album mixes and like having to listen to everything and make sure the levels are right and then sending them back. So it's kind of like you'll just get sent all your mixes on like a random day at a random time and you kind of just have to drop what you're doing and like we had deadlines you know what I mean so I feel like a day in the life is like me waking up at eight thinking I'm gonna like meditate or something and then I'm like oh I have all these mixes to listen to so for like three hours I'm like putting on different kinds of headphones and then going to my car and listening to them and then giving notes normally I'll work out probably a lot of content creation making sure I post every day at like one um but all just music and social media things usually. Are you one of those people who like you have these ideal idealized plans about I'm going to do this and get organized. I'm going to like meditate. I'm going to do yoga. And then like all of a sudden you realize you're like six hours later, you're eating pizza and watching. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like full mental breakdown of like, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do today. The kitchen's a mess. Like I'm like, I love structure and I love a plan and being organized and I don't get to do any of that with the career that I chose. So I'm like, it always throws me through the ringer when my day changes. Yeah. Are you spiritual? Like you said, like meditation, is that something that's like part of your daily routine? No, I'm trying to like get into it. It's more, I'm no, I'm not. I'm trying to get into it is my thing. Um, I have my first yoga class today. <laughs> So I'm like, that's no one way. of the ways I'm like Wait, trying to first get into yoga it. ever. Yeah, first. I mean, I did like uh, we had yoga class like in my at my school that you could take instead of PE. So I did stuff like that, and it was with like oh, a real instructor. But it's not the same. It's like a bunch of high school kids. Like this is like I'm pulling up with the moms. Like it's gonna be great. Let's go. Yeah. Do you have a fancy or because there's people who like start yoga and they immediately have the fancy mat and the fancy yeah, outfit. That's me. <laughs> I went, I was yeah. like, I got to get it all. You got to look good when you start, right? Yeah. Exactly. I was like, I can't pull in looking like a beginner. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, let's talk about uh, new, new music. Um, you have this song, this fa fantasy song, which is out and it's this power trio of you and Gail and Em, like, how did you guys all meet each other? Did you know each other yeah. beforehand? Was this one of those things like made with your managers or like, how did you, how did it come about? Yeah. yeah. Um, me, Gail and Em kind of all had like songs at the exact same time. Um, so like every radio show, we would all be on like the list of performers. So we'd all bump into each other backstage. 
Um, and we kept seeing each other being like, oh, hey, love you. I'm a fan. Like just casual meetings of each other. And we like followed each other on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, and then like one day we kind of just all wound up being together like in this bathroom at one of the like events. Um, and then we made a group chat. Um, and then we talking all the time about random stuff like memes, the most Boy. randomest of things. We're like, oh, a radio station asked me about you guys today, like <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and we never like planned on collabing or anything. Like we just were like, oh, we're friends. We love each other. I love them. Um, and then randomly just kind of out of nowhere, me and my team were like, oh, we need people to be on this song. And I was like, ooh, like maybe I'll just ask Gail and Em and see what they say. And hopefully it doesn't ruin our friendship. Um, and then they were stoked. I just sent it to them in the group chat and it worked out. Speaking of group chat, what kind of create, I know like everyone, everyone has that one group chat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That just goes off and gets very inappropriate and the memes are just going off all day. What is the Gail, like, what is this trio's group chat look like? What is, what's going on? I mean, it's pretty like not controversial. Like it's pretty like, it's just us being like, Ooh, I saw this TikTok trend. And then, or actually a lot of it is us being like, I'm sorry. I didn't answer for three weeks. Like my mental health is just in the shitter. Like, I'm, and then the other one's like, I totally get it. That was me like last week. And then it's like, hope you're doing well. Like, it's just like always us, like not catching each other at the same time and just like being supportive and like, Ooh, your song came out. Like very much like that. And you did a music video for it. Yeah. Thick. Yeah. It's kind of chilly. Was it actually cold or are you just wearing like, um, it wasn't warm but it wasn't cold. Like I'm a very cold person. So I would have been wearing like sweatpants and a hoodie for sure. Um, but like my management, they were just kind of in like a crew neck or something like it wasn't freezing, but it wasn't warm. Yeah. That was, that was, that was kind of a dumb question. I kind of regret asking that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <Was> it warm? <laughs> well, no, this goes with the theme of, are you in LA right now? No, I am back in Canada. Oh, let's go. You, yes, well, we have a Canadian. At least show. you're at least, well, you're a Vancouver girl, right? So, yeah. so at least you're in the right you're in the correct time zone, the west the west. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It works. LA's out. just been so gloomy. Like I just got here and it's like it's actually been really warm in up. Canada. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. what is it like growing up in like the wilderness and like how do you feel like it affected you as an artist and what you're inspired you by? You do a lot of Joni Mitchell while you were hiking through the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely, we do a lot of hiking. I feel like I, like I snowboard and ski and like we have every season. So I'm like, I wakeboard, I surf. Like, Are you good? Surf. Can you shred? Um, I'm not going to say that I'm great. Um, you're not going to make the X games anytime soon. No, but I will no. say like, I feel like if I go with like my guy friends or like I go with like like the first time I went with my boyfriend, like I'm shockingly good for like a girl, they would say. Oh, well, you're one of those like, are you, were you athletic? Did you play like yeah, yeah, basketball yeah. or anything? Yeah, or? so I played soccer growing up. I mean, I kind of, kind of played everything, but like soccer was my main sport. But like I grew up with brothers. I like literally like just was so like boyish like not stereotypically oh, but like i just only hung out with boys i only played like football i wore like the long board shorts with like the backwards hat like that was me growing up for a while no way. Probably, about, like, probably like, like 14 i probably like was like you ever like get any fights with any girls like no or, yeah. no so, i don't think okay. i could like actually hurt someone but my friends would be like would 
they would say like if someone's gonna beat a bitch up like it's lauren probably i was picturing you walking around with like mm -hmm. a natasha leone brooklyn accent like hey you know don't mess with me you know i get i do get a lot of like the people that really really know me are like oh you give off new yorker energy like i'm very That's like don't like fuck with me like i'm very i'm just very like honest and i'm straight to the point and they're like oh she's she gives off new york <laughs> So we won't go. We won't go into all the whole American Idol like saga and everything. But one thing I'm really interested in is that you did these these live albums oh. back in, uh, in these acoustic live things. Um, how did you? First of all, you did. You started out. You you really you really good at a good cover piano song. You had really good cover. Um, how do you pick when you were first starting out? How would you pick your cover songs? Yeah, oh, that's a great question. Um, that well, was like seven things in a row, but just yeah, yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, the live albums I hate. I want to take them off Spotify. I was kind of like, oh, you do? Oh, because yeah, they're like kind of they're like <laughs> one of your main things on Spotify now. I know I was, people when you, listen. When you reacted, when you had that reaction, I thought that I had confused you with somebody else, or that I was no, like, no, no. I just hate wrong. them. They're like so bad. I was definitely. I just feel like I was really young and like, I felt like the team I had at the time was very, I just felt kind of like, it wasn't really my choice to do it. You know what I mean? I just did it because someone else wanted me to do it. And now I'm like, ew, that's disgusting. Like now that I know how to create like music and like a mix and like make it sound good. I'm like, those don't sound good how they should. So but, it's the quality of the recording more than the actual like yeah sound and like i was also 15 so i'm not gonna say that was like my prime vocal years so i'm like ooh, i don't want to listen to this anymore um but honestly when choosing songs i would just try to pick like what's popular and what's gonna like what do people want to listen to like even when it came to like youtube like if you were gonna cover a song on youtube like if sorry by justin bieber was popular you're like i'm doing that so i just tried to like pick a bunch of songs that were popular <laughs> and how much freedom did you get to, did you get on american idol to sing what you wanted it was it just kind of like here's the song you're singing this week i mean it kind of like depended on the person and like what you picked like sometimes you'd end up picking the same song as somebody else and then like last minute they'd be like oh you can't sing that and you'd kind of get like fucked um mm -hmm. i didn't have that much of a problem with when i picked a song it being changed like i kind of knew more so in advance if i couldn't sing a song and i get to pick another one but like there were a lot of my friends that like the day before they were like, Oh, I don't think you should sing this song. And then my friends like, what am I, I've been practicing this song for like weeks. Like wow. do. Whereas I didn't really have that problem. Normally what I picked, I would go then sing it for like the people to make sure it was like good and like, you know, appropriate or whatever. And then they'd be like, cool, she can sing that. So I didn't have to have that problem, but it definitely is like, I still walked in though, being like, what am I going to pull out of my back pocket in case I say no? <laughs> right. I guess you have, yeah. Yeah, have, have to have a backup song Yeah. in that case. Um, what go is ahead. that like, that experience too? Like, I feel like everyone's experience who goes on these competitions, um, you know, is different. But what was like personally for you? Like, how did you see the whole thing? Yeah. And how yeah. do you feel about it now? Like, I think a lot of people... It probably sounds bad, but I feel like a lot of people go on the show thinking like, oh, this is going to be like the reason I make it in music or not. And then when like Katy Perry tells them like they're not a great singer, they're like really crushed. And like even just like 
I just went into it being like, I'm using this to like meet people, build my platform. Like if I win, great, wonderful. But like, even if you win the show, that doesn't mean you're going to be a successful artist. So I was very much the whole time, like, even if I get sent off, it's fine. Like I'm still going to do music, um, which they definitely probably didn't love that about me. Cause they're like, Oh, like, doesn't this feel like your final moment? Like this is your make or break. And I'd be like, no, like, mm-hmm. what? I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that. Um, so I kind of went into it with that mentality. Mm-hmm. So I definitely enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it's a competition. So there definitely were like people who were very competitive and very all different types of people kind of thrown in one room that all think they're the best, which is like just typical of a show. But my season was actually pretty great. Everyone was pretty nice and kind and like kind of just wanted to support each other. Um, I was a minor at the time. So you have to do schooling when you're on the show all throughout the day. So I kind of just only really hung out with the other minors and we were kind of like a little group. Like homeschool group or something. (laughs) It was literally like a homeschool group. Mm -hmm. Um, And we all got along, we all really liked each other. So I didn't really hear that much of like people like beefing, like my season was pretty, pretty good to be honest. Yeah, we've uh, we've interviewed uh, several, you know, American Idol people. And one person that comes to mind off the top of my head is Katie Turner who placed seventh, I believe. I love and, her. And we just, we were just uh, doing a show with her a few days ago. Um, but she, when the first time I, I talked to her, she expressed that she like, she enjoyed that she was on it long enough to play sort of high, but she liked that she wasn't like the yeah, winner. Okay. So she wasn't like the American Idol girl. You know? Yeah. I mean, like the fact that I, yeah. how it worked on my season, um, COVID kind of like switched everything around mm-hmm. and I don't even know if I'm like supposed to say this or not, but it's fine. Um, but don't break your NDA. Don't break your NDA. No, I don't think I have one. I don't think okay. I have one, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but pretty much, you obviously have to sign a contract at some given point or time. Right. Um, and so pretty much how it works is if you win, then the contract goes into effect. But if you don't, then only if you make it past a certain point would your contract go into effect. Um, and I pretty much got cut like immediately before that contract got. Oh, you like nailed that. it. Yeah, yeah, no, it was like, and then like, not even like a month later, like all my socials went crazy. I started posting on TikTok, like everything. And like, you just, you just kept it rolling. You just yeah, yeah. Rolling. I just was like, I got kicked off, and I remember when I got kicked off, that was like the most comments I had like ever had on a post. Like it was like a big boost of everyone coming to your page to be like, oh, I'm so sad you got kicked off. And I was like, this, we got to keep this rolling. We just got to keep posting, like everything's fine um like it really worked out for me because then i mean a couple months later then i like put out an original song and i honestly don't even know if i would have been able to do that if i signed the contract yeah yeah so you you're are you you're independent i mean you have um distribution but you're you're not on a record label no no i'm signed you're signed yeah but but you got some kind of thing going on i saw on your yeah, I'm signed to Island and Republic. So I'm signed to both. Um, I mean, it's definitely still like a a regular record deal. Um, but I definitely would say like I was in a position that like I do feel like I have like control over my music and like I get to actually have a say in like the things that I do. It definitely feels more like a partnership than like getting signed into a deal and now I'm like being forced to put out an album. Like I don't have right. to deal with any of that kind of stuff. Cause fingers crossed was self-released, right? Yeah. Fingers crossed was independent. You and- had that in your back pocket. You'd be like, look guys. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell us, I want to know about fingers crossed. Cause that was like, that's a song that when we hear it, we connected to you, we know it's you. How mm-hmm. did you release 
that song like in why independently and also tell us about like if you even knew that that song was going to change so much in your career yeah i mean i kind of had no choice but to put it out independently like it kind of just like went crazy i mean i guess people were reaching out as the song was going viral um and i was 100 like absolutely not if this song blows up we're gonna get like a better deal we could get more money like yeah use it for leverage yeah i was like this is yeah. leverage like um and i remember i had put out a song before fingers crossed um that obviously did not do nearly as well as fingers crossed but it did well enough for like a nobody um that we did have some people reach out um and at the time i was like no i'm not signing like that's not a good deal i don't want it and um then even when fingers crossed came around i was like nope we're gonna wait till it comes out if it doesn't do well then great i'm still independent and if it does do well then i'm gonna be literally on cloud nine everybody's gonna want me um and so we like definitely were like strategically purposefully um waiting but at the time i like before that i wasn't even planning to like be with a label at all the song just blew up and then it kind of was like oh i guess this is what i'm doing next and that's one thing that separates you from other reality show contestants is that you had a hit song. I guess there was like a little bit of a gap. I guess it was about like 18 months or a year or something. Yeah, after there was about like, like a, I think about a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's still that's still like something that not everyone has. They don't not everyone gets on a show and then they have their yeah. own independently released hit song a year yeah. later. Like, you know. Well, I definitely feel like not to like shit on anyone from any season, but I feel like a lot of people go on the show and then like after they are done on the show, they're just like done and they don't really do anything else to like better their career. And they just kind of like, Oh, American Idol's over. Like, what am I going to do next? And I always like to tell people that like, as much as I love American Idol, like I totally separate the two for sure that I'm like, American yeah. Idol brought me all these things, but like, I wouldn't have done what I would have done without TikTok. And so like when TikTok came around, I was like, I need to post, I need to do all this. And I like, remember messaging people from my season being like you need to post on tiktok you need to do this like post every day and everybody was just kind of like no that seems like a lot of effort and there's two other people that i met on my season who weren't actually aired that much so a lot of people don't know that they were even on them um but they're my two best friends i sing with them all the time and they're pretty much in the exact same position that i'm in like they have tons of followers on tiktok and like they really were like we're gonna do it like it's working for everyone and I think like a lot of people come off a show and they're very devastated and they're just like, I don't know what to do next. And it's like, you kind of just need to find the thing to do next and just get on it. Well, what I always say is posting something is better than posting nothing. Exactly. Right? And don't overthink. Um, we, Demi and I were just talking before we started this, that we spend, you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes, like trying to get the perfect angle or trying yeah. to, you know, like it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. What are your TikTok tips like yeah. for your fans? Oh, and it, we are in a digital age. She goes, oh God. She said, oh God. <laughs> yeah, we are in a digital age. And I think, yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, like TikTok is like probably the most confusing thing ever. Like Justin, I think I have it figured out that I'm like, oh fuck, I don't. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely, good lighting is always a must for sure. Um, I'm a very like, don't fix what's not broken kind of girl. Like mm -hmm. if I have a video that went viral in a car, I'm like car videos for the next month. Like that worked, let's keep going. And then when it doesn't work, trying to find something else. Mm -hmm. Um, but I always try to, I try to do random things. Like if I'm teasing a love song, I've been like making sure everything I wear is like pink or like 
sweaters, like very lovey-dovey. Keep a vibe, a consistent yeah, like vibe. vibe. Yeah, and yeah. then I make sure like the color of the text is like a love vibe. Or like if the song's angry, I'm like all black, slicked back, like red writing. Like I definitely try to do random things like that. Um, but I don't think those are the reasons that the video goes viral. I think sometimes just little things can help. Um, but I mean, I feel like all day, every day, I'm just like coming up with new ways to do things. And then sometimes the thing that I didn't think was going to go viral goes viral. <laughs> and when you put out a new song, you can't just put out one or two TikToks. It's a dozen. It's like, it's like you know, every day for four weeks, you're like posting like twice a day. So <laughs> there's someone in this room on my side of the camera that, that should post more about their, their new songs. Just saying, just yeah. saying. Um, <laughs> I wish the doll was right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what are you, what are you working on? Well, let's do the whole like summer plans thing. What's your like touring, recording, like going to Fiji? Like what do you got going on this yeah. summer? That's so weird. You said Fiji. Cause I'm, I'm not going to Fiji this summer, but I do want to go to Fiji this year. Um, okay. My June is pretty much all promo. Um, so traveling around promo and then July to pretty much November, I'm just on tour. Um, so we will be all over the globe, um, for that. But after Australia, when the tour is over, I'm like, I can't fly all the way to Australia and like not go somewhere. So I'm like, Ooh, maybe we should go to Fiji. <laughs> Hell yeah. That sounds like, yeah. have you done much international touring or travel? Well, like, not really. So like I was born in the UK, so my whole family is from the UK. So I've been there a lot. Um, last year we did a promo tour and we went to like Stockholm, Germany, Amsterdam, like those kind of places. And then we did shows last year in just Amsterdam and Germany, but we haven't really been everywhere else. And we're definitely going to like Milan, Paris, like all those kind of places. So I'm very excited for that. I've never been to Australia. I've wanted to go to Australia like forever i want to see a kangaroo a koala like all the animals don't mess with kangaroos though They'll... i know i'm not gonna touch them i'm just trying to get like a side selfie you know a side <laughs> selfie like in the yeah like yeah. Me, me with a koala <laughs> do you have a do you, do you have a favorite uh city you played in Ooh. Um... or like someplace that maybe surprised you that the fans were way more into it than you expected or yeah, um, I think my loudest city was probably Boston. Um, Boston people, they Boston is fucking nuts. Um, yeah. Same with London. London was really loud, but London had like the highest cap room. So like, I don't really know if that's like you're allowed to compare it because they had more people. Um, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I'm from Canada, so I, my whole life I never know anything about like the states. Um, now that I know more about the States, I'm like, oh, I guess I could have guessed that Boston would probably be pretty loud. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're a sports person, you know how it's yeah. Boston sports. Yeah. So players. now I know all of those things. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Um, yeah. but I didn't know that. So I was definitely shocked. Chicago, a lot of the East coast is pretty loud. It's more the West coast that you're like, oh, I got to get them off their feet. We're too cool for school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, isn't the same thing, but, uh, my dad and I went to a football game here at SoFi Stadium in LA, and it just wasn't the same as a Midwestern football game. Yeah. yeah, everyone's like very too cool for school. Yeah, you, like, you, yeah. Speaking of audiences, um, it's it's kind of known that you've got like female dominated crowds coming to your shows. Yeah. How cool is it and, and important to you that you speak to so many women? 
You know what I'm saying? And they can relate to you. Yeah, no, I love it. I feel like all the time women, maybe not as much anymore, but definitely I feel like just in general, everyone gets told like they're overdramatic or like their feelings aren't valid and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like the most, I cry about everything. I let my followers know that all the time. And I know that everybody who comes to my show feels like they're in a safe space. We can cry. We can be upset. Like the feelings are all valid in the room. Um, so I just love that so many people feel that way and feel safe and feel like they can come to my shows and it's great. And you love, they just put, you love a sad song. Love. And yeah. Um, and I, I I'm not going to touch on your, your previous, your, your live covers. Cause I know that's a, a, a touchy subject, yeah. but, um, as you, you know, you, you, when you're younger, you sing covers and were you writing songs when you were 12 while you were kind of doing the covers or did you really get your voice down and then start to write your own stuff? Yeah. I feel like I kind of got my voice first. Um, I was never in like music classes. Like I never learned how to play an instrument still to this day. I can like mediocrely play the guitar and mediocrely play the piano. And now I'm like, battling between like do I learn but now like everywhere I go there's always someone else that can play (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so I never like I would write I would write things either super basic on the piano or I would just record like a voice memo with no track or just come up with rhymes and like different things um but I definitely feel like I was like my biggest struggle I think as I got a little bit older was like oh I don't want to be known as just like a singer who like sings covers like I want to be songwriter and like I have things to say and like I want to write and I just don't know necessarily how to play an instrument well enough I don't know how to record it into like a software there's nobody here that writes songs I don't know who to like connect with to start doing that and I was like very scared I was going to be known as just like the singer so I would definitely say I probably had my voice first do you are you have you gotten comfortable on piano or guitar or anything over the years I feel like the last two years I've either been busy and with a guitar you have to bring it everywhere like you can't lose the calluses so I'm like it kind of feels like I'm out for the guitar thing unless I'm like home for like a steady period of time so I already have like six suitcases as it is so bringing the guitar would be a mess um but I always get so tempted like oh I need to learn I need to learn and then I'm like uh maybe not (laughs) can we talk about the voice for a second though like like all every instrument on this planet aside your voice is so distinct and so powerful and and yeah tell us about how you developed your your vocal style and uh and all about that story trying to imitate adele when you were a kid or something yeah Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm just about to say that like that exact sentence yeah Mm -hmm. i can't believe you just said that oh my god um i would literally i only listened to adele like my whole childhood and then like kind of then got into Sam Smith and it was just Sam Smith and Adele. I would literally sit in my room and like mimic Adele. Like I want, I, you could play any Adele song and I know exactly how she like enunciates the word. Like I would sing. Breath control too. It's the, it's like, even when I sing things, like I'll notice that the way I pronounced the word or sang it is like the way that Adele would say the word. Um, And like I was, I was like, it got to the point where I had to be like, okay, what's your voice? Like my mom would be like at 12 years old, she's like, okay, stop trying to sound like Adele and just sing how Lauren would sing because I was so like obsessed. And I would just sing for hours and hours and hours, karaoke tracks. And like, if I sang one note wrong, I would restart the song. I'd make my mom listen to me and like judge 
how great it was. I was wow. like a perfectionist and just obsessed with like making sure everything sounded amazing. Yeah, it's, it's almost like the opposite of that, like that that singer growing up that thinks they're hot stuff, but they're hot stuff because they haven't been around out into the world yet, you know? No, that was like me. You were like the opposite. You were like wanting to be a professional without, yeah. you know, yeah. I like, I was like a mix of like when I was a kid, I was like, I'm the best. Oh my God. I was like totally that like little six year old to walk around. And then, and then as I got older, then I met other singers and I was like, oh, but, and I was like, everyone is fucking amazing. But my mom was always very like, my parents were always very supportive and were like, hey, you're really good. But my mom instantly was like, hey, like you are good, but there's always somebody better than you. And like, you're going to work hard, but someone else is going to work harder. And like, you can be great, but like, somebody's better. Like my mom constantly in my head. Yeah. So like, even to this day, I'm like, well, I'm good, but like they're better. Like <laughs> you know, my mom was such a hippie. Like this is, I feel like this, our parents, the way they raised us explains like our own personalities. So maybe oh, that's why you're so organized and you, you know, like, and like, you know how you are and developed your voice yeah. to such an extent. And yeah, my mom was such a hippie, man. Yeah. I was like, like anything I my mom could be a perfectionist. Like, <laughs> I'll like do a whole performance and my whole team will be like, that was great. I'm like, I'm like, no, this note was off. This note was off. Like someone else would have sang that better. Like it's not good. Oh man. Because you're such a prominent singer, right? Like what kind of like things do you do to keep your voice in check? Like I, I bet you there's no vaping, right? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah. I don't Gravity really, bombs no are off yeah. the table. Yeah. I don't, I don't drink. Do? Yeah. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Um, I'm not going to say I've never done those things, but especially since like fingers crossed, I've been on like a very, I'm just also, I don't like really doing any of those things anyway. That I'll helps. That helps. Yeah. 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 It, it helps because I actually don't enjoy doing those things. Like I don't, I just don't want to go. It's not very rock and roll of you. Lauren. Yeah, I know. It's mm -hmm. like my whole team will go out and I'm like, see ya going to bed. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't go out. I definitely have to pick and choose my moments. Honestly, when I want to go out for dinner or like in public, like wow. I talk so much and I talk so loud and I laugh so loud that like, I will lose my voice having like one social interaction with a group of friends for like a couple hours. Wow. So I have to be really careful, especially like on the road, like kind of just not being social and like hanging out by myself or like making sure who I hang out with is like mellow and just wants to watch a movie. <laughs> Does that make keeping friendships and uh, impossible and, 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 and dating yeah. even, you know? Yeah. I mean, what works out for me is my boyfriend is an introvert. Um, so he also oh, hates okay. drinking and partying and going out and just wants to watch TV. How did you two meet? Um, we met at the gym. At the um, gym? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I gotta go to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so it kind of works out. I don't know what I would do if he wasn't an introvert, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, even though I'm an extrovert, um, I just can't go do those things. But you definitely miss out. Like, sometimes I'll lose my voice and my friends are will be like, why'd you lose your voice? And I'm like, I just wanted to go to one thing, one concert, and just, like, lose my voice. And I knew I didn't have anything tomorrow, so it's fine. I'm just going to vocal rest. Um, but it's definitely hard to, like, you, have, you definitely start being friends with the people that have those similar interests. Because you just can't go to things and go out and, like, have fun like that, you know. Now, obviously, you had experience performing on TV, performing in front of crowds, but was it an 
so, was it something, what was the feeling like when you actually got to perform on tonight's show and got to perform outside of the American Idol competition show sphere? Was that intimidating to you or was it like, I know what I'm doing because I've already had TV cameras around me all the time. Yeah. I mean, it kind of both. I mean, it's more intimidating because you're like, oh my God, this is like Jimmy Fallon. Like I love Jimmy Fallon. Like it's more like, you know, he's in the building kind of like, oh my God, I'm doing Jimmy Fallon. Right. That's the nerve wracking part. Um, but I definitely feel like I've had cameras shoved in my face before. So I don't get like weirded out by the camera and I'm obviously doing TikTok and stuff like that too. Like I'm always videotaping stuff and I'm very like open about my life. So I don't mind. That's true. I guess that's one thing the difference between an artist now versus 20 years ago is even if you're just filming yourself, at least you're comfortable in front of a camera. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like 100% comfortable, but you're kind of just like forced to like, Yeah. Like at this point, you're like every angle of me is going to be seen on the internet. So there's nothing I can do about it. That, that's one thing that's like that, that artists, that musicians have to come to terms with is maybe you love singing, but being a celebrity is part of it. Like if you're going yeah. to be successful, you're going to be a celebrity. Did you have any of that in you when you were, you know, early teens that you like wanted to embrace and like you were looking forward to being famous or were you like, I'm not ready for that part yet? Yeah. I mean, kind of both. As a kid, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be on top of the world. I was like that annoying child. Um, but I will say the fame celebrity side of things is like my least favorite part of the job, but also that's probably because, I mean, I feel like I don't come off this way, but I'm like a very insecure person when it comes to like what I look like, not necessarily like who I am as a person, but like I go out almost every night being like, somebody's gonna take a video of me and I'm gonna have a fucking double chin. And like, I see video, like photos and videos of myself on the internet and I'm like, I can't, like I have to not go on the internet cause I can't look at myself or I will get upset. So I hate like the, people taking photos of me in the airport and like shit like that. I'm like, y'all caught me on the worst fucking day at the worst time. And I look like shit and y'all decided to put it on Twitter. Like, and see, oh. that's why I'm never going to be critical of a celebrity getting glammed up to go to Trader Joe's exactly. because you never know what's out there. Who's going mean, to be I mean, also, I look like shit everywhere I go, like willingly. <laughs> I just don't, I will not do my makeup unless I have to. Like, I'm just, I am that Good person. You. Hashtag skincare. I'm just fucking lazy is really the situation. And I'm like, I don't like the feeling of makeup kind of like on my face, but so I do go everywhere looking like absolute garbage and then I'll see it on the internet. <laughs> I will say though, you are so honest and open and, and you know, like the word insecure is something get, that gets passed around a lot, especially when, yeah. you know, like girls are talking about whatever it may be, but it actually shows the way that you're able to like be so open about these moments where it's like, yeah, we're in the age of the internet and someone's going to catch me looking a little, you know, looking yeah. a way that I wasn't ready for, but it actually shows how like confident and mature you actually are. And I commend you for that. Um, you're so young and you're, and yeah, it's not so cool, Jordan. Yeah. I feel this like old soul from you. It's pretty cool. I feel like I'm 30. So. Right. I'm really like you were, you were one of those kids that when you were four, you were talking like an adult already. No, yeah. I was like yeah. that that like sat at like the adult table. I was that, I was that, and yeah. I was that kid too, where I wanted to have the conversations with adults instead of talking. Yeah. To I'm like, at 12 years old. I'm like, how much is the mortgage mom? Like, I was like oh man. <laughs> Wow, wow, yeah, wow. Probably my parents' divorce and like childhood <laughs> trauma is really probably why I'm so right, right. Oh my God. Well, last thing. Well, do you have anything that you want to? Your parents are divorced? Yeah. Let's hash that out. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, I have like a lot of friends. Well, yeah, like have a lot of friends that like it has affected them. Oh my like, god, yeah, it like makes you an entirely different person. I just feel like you have. I mean, at least for me, like my parents got divorced, and like both of my parents are still in my life, but there was definitely a period of time where we moved away, and like my mom was like a single mom. We lived with my mom full time, and like I just had to be so independent. From like a young age and it was very like we didn't have money and my mom was very honest like oh you can't get those we don't have money so it was very like go get a job or like you can't have it and like very real things like thrown at you and I think like most divorced I don't know that many par- kids who had divorced parents that were like rich so I'm like most of them I feel like it was like you got a job and like you were always helping out like you would like witness things that normally kids wouldn't witness if their parents were together so I feel like that definitely ages people Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Yeah, thank and you. And best of luck on whatever you have coming down. Thank you. Yay. And uh, we'll we'll look for you on tour and we'll look for new music. Do you yeah, have come to LA. Yeah, come to LA. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming yeah. to the Fonda. The Fonda. Yeah, that's in August, right? Your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was I was looking at it before the interview. Yeah. So I, like I have that. <laughs> Committed to yeah. the first schedule. All yeah. right. All right, Lynn, we'll talk, we'll talk to you later. Yay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. See you later. Bye. All right. We're together here. We can actually do the ending of the podcast. Wow. We made it. We made it. We, we made it. We made it, Jordan. Yes. So Ooh, so you 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 uh you're loving LA. You're I feel like I'm, I'm yeah. So you're you're loving LA. I'm I'm loving LA so much right now. Even oh, though it's I cloudy can. and gross. I can't even, yeah, I feel like there's just something magical about the city, Jordan. Come on. Yeah. Jordan not misses New York, but don't, you don't want to go back. The grass is always greener. Grass is always greener. No, I, I never said I wanted to go back. I said I miss Look some, at the summer. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, that'll be it for us. As always, go to popdust.com for the latest in pop culture and music news and follow me on Instagram at Jordan Edward Studio and Dimmy at Dimmy underscore Ramos. Until next time, we'll see you later.